The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. When you socialise this weekend, will you use illegal drugs? Because if you do use illegal drugs, could it be that you're essentially supporting and funding illegal criminals? Let's hear a little bit of what the Justice Minister Simon Harris had to say yesterday in the Doyle. I'm very concerned about the growing social acceptance of drug taking in this country. Uh, And let me be clear, I'm not talking about people with drug addiction. I'm not talking about the pain and the hurt of that. We need to support people in overcoming addiction. They need our help, not stigma. They need a health-led approach. But there's another type of drug use we've got to start talking about in this country, calling it out and talking about it clearly. And what I'm talking about is the increasing prevalence and often visibility of drug taking as part of a night out in Ireland. And any conversation we have about drug use cannot ignore this reality. There is a direct link between snorting a line or taking a pill and murder, assault, criminality and misery. Drug use on a Friday or Saturday night is funding and supporting violence, crime, murders the next week. You're helping to line the pockets of criminals who are inflicting misery and pain in communities across our country. Conor Lally, as Crime and Security Editor of the Irish Times, what's your assessment of Simon Harris's contention? Yeah, I mean, I think he is right. I mean, the basic point there is if you buy drugs, you know, the cash that you hand over for those drugs is going towards, you know, financing, um, you know, small and large crime gangs. And that includes, you know, sourcing things like getaway cars for gangland killings and firearms and paying the people who actually carry out the murders. So on that central point, he is right. I mean, you know, drug dealers sell drugs and they get their cash from the, from those sales of drugs and then everything else they do is, you know, paid for with that uh, cash. So, he, he, you know, his basic point is right. I do think it's an oversimplification of the problem and it kind of, it kind of reminded me of... Nancy Reagan's Just Say No um, campaign, which was like back in, you know, the early 80s. And you're trying to appeal to people and say to them, taking drugs is bad. Please don't take drugs because bad things will happen. Um, That kind of public, you know, that kind of public health warning, if you like, um, trying to appeal to people. That's been with us for a long time, for 30, nearly 40 years at this stage, and it just hasn't worked. So he is right in what he says, but how effective uh, what he says will be, um, the jury is out on that, I think. But he did draw a distinction between our attitudes towards people who develop addictions and who need genuine help, and those who mm. sort of do it on a sort of a social basis. Um, you know, maybe they say that, you know, they're entitled to do what they want, it's their own choices, it's what they make, uh, what drugs they ingest at a weekend or whatever, as long as they don't become addicted. Yeah, I mean, I think I think recreational drug taking definitely has become normalised. Um, that's for sure. Um, and if you, we can really see that in trends in kind of organised crime and trends in drug use. Um, really, since about the year two thousand, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands, and what we had at that point was we had an explosion in these gangland feuds. Um, if you look at say the feuds like the Limerick feud, Crumlin, Grimna, and various other feuds that were going on at that time, they. All really exploded about the year 2000, uh, 2001. Now, the reason why um, you know they all started at the same time was because the economy had really taken off at that stage. Um, the country was, um, you know, there was a supply 
pipeline into the country of every kind of, you know, drug that people wanted to take. And because for the first time, Irish consumers, particularly young people, had lots of cash in their pockets, um, they were able to afford to buy drugs. The minute they were able to afford to buy drugs, they bought them. And then the market exploded and you had all these young men who normally cut their teeth in the crime world doing things like burglaries or, you know, stealing cars. They all bypassed all of that and they jumped straight into the drugs trade because huge numbers of people were required to shift the quantity of drugs that was being, uh, that were being sold. And really then, you fast forward a year or two, you had, you know, gang members who were aged, say, 18 to about 23, they had access to firearms from the people they bought the drugs from. And because they were hot-headed and they weren't older and more mature, they shot each other. And that's why we had these feuds. So you can really trace back the explosion in drug-taking to the early 2000s. Now, obviously, that's a long time ago. Um, and really, since then, since the economy uh, took off and the drugs trade took, uh, took off with it, uh, the party has continued and really, even during the, you know after the economy went bang in two thousand and eight, even during the pandemic period, um, drug taking was still a huge problem. And it's a very resilient trade. Um, people will always find cash for drugs, and actually, plenty of people in Ireland now have lots of money. There's nearly full employment, so you're going to get a booming drugs trade. Okay, but then that raises issues, sort of ethical and moral issues as to whether people should be restraining themselves for the fact that their money that they spend goes into these particular uh, drug gangs. But then one thing that Simon Harris, as Acting Minister for Justice, also brought up yesterday, I believe, was uh, having increased guard surveillance of venues at weekends, perhaps moving in uh, to stop people who were engaged in drug taking in pubs and restaurants or whatever. But is that where the focus should be? Or should the focus be more on what was done earlier this week when we saw what seems to have been a major success for Angarda Shikona, not just in intercepting major shipment of cocaine, but also in getting at the money and key figures that the Kinahingan are using to sort of franchise activities in Ireland too. Yeah, that's right. I mean, definitely, you know, the recent operations that we've seen here have put, you know, they found cocaine processing plants, you know, set up in all uh, types of areas. And the guards have seized, you know, cocaine there. They see, you know, things like cash and so on. And you want to be hitting those places all the time because... They really are the places that are that are really, you know, processing massive volume of uh, cocaine and other drugs. And if you hit them, that really damages um, drugs gangs. If you start arresting, you know, ten or twenty people in a particular area in a day because they're selling drugs on the streets, that doesn't really hurt the gangs because there's an army of young people who are only queuing up to take on those jobs um, because they are, you know, fairly lucrative. But if you hit a processing plant, that takes a key part of a gang's infrastructure, you know, out of circulation. And it does actually take the gangs quite some time to get those, um, you know, to, to get those uh, structures back up and running again. So that that is definitely the primary target that the guards have to be aiming at. You're talking then about, you know, putting people under surveillance in, you know, places like clubs and pubs. Like, if you don't have any operations um, that take in clubs and pubs, you will get drug dealers who will just move into a club every time it's open. They will be there and they will be dealing drugs from there. At least if you have some activity targeting uh, pubs and clubs, 
the dealers know they can't get too comfortable. You will catch some of them. But really, that's very labour-intensive police work. And what we've seen since the pandemic started is the number of people in Agarda Siakana has actually gone down. Um, you know, we're way off where we should be. Um, so I'm not sure where they're going to get the resources from those types of operations. Those types of operations can only be staged in any particular area, you know, several times a year. You certainly can't be doing that on a weekly basis. So the key people you have to go after are the people who own the trade and the people who control the trade. And they're about six or ten very large organised drug gangs in Ireland. And you have to just keep pounding them week in, week out, the way the guards have pounded the Kinahan organisation uh, in Ireland and abroad since the uh, Regency Hotel attack back in 2016. You just have to keep at it. And you will wear them down after a while. Um, I've been covering crime for quite some time now. And, you know, I could write, like, you could write a book on the number of people who are the king of the drugs trade for a very short period of time. And they either got caught, they were killed, or the people who worked for them got caught. So, that constant Garda activity, the constant searches, taking people out of circulation, jailing people and so on, and particularly seizing large um, quantities of drugs from them. No gang will be able to withstand that and it will wear them down after a while and that's what they have to do. Okay, thank you very much, Conor Laddy, Crime and Security Editor of the Irish Times. There's a listener here from Kilkenny who says, why is cocaine illegal? If it was legal, we wouldn't have these problems. Nicotine and alcohol are drugs too. Just wondering what makes cocaine different. Well, maybe it's more addictive. Maybe it creates behavioural issues that are different to alcohol. Although some people would argue alcohol provides plenty of behavioural problems. You know, we will discuss this in more detail. There's going to be a Citizens' Assembly on drug use formulated very soon. But there are major questions to be asked about decriminalisation of possession of drugs, legalisation of particular drugs, that they wouldn't be in the hands of drug gangs, but that they would be in the hands of regulated, organised businesses which pay their taxes and the rest of it. We will have those discussions in the coming weeks. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.